0: call me Dr. John known as the Night Tripper got my satchel of Greed in my hand take tripping up and back down the bayou I'm the last of the
1: best they call me the Greed man what's up everybody got many clients how you doing out there podcast
0: land.
1: It's a balmy My Sunday God, afternoon God. here in the middle of nowhere Arkansas and it's starting to the rain there. outside.
0: You all, y'all. So
1: that's what we're dealing with.
0: We had a motherfucker
1: mowing outside. We're making progress all over the place. Hello and welcome to the Po' Boys podcast. I'm your host, dead motherfucker Jody B. And I got a new episode for you. Now, this one's interesting because it's actually a, uh, Jesus, shit is close. It's actually a part two. A few people that know me might know that I've only made a couple of folks, I don't want to say enemies, but just people I don't care for. And I've, I've really tried to go back and correct that. Because in most cases, it's just me making judgment calls when I don't know shit about somebody, which isn't fair. And as it goes with Mike Fallick, Uh, I did that I made a snap call come to find out he's a very interesting person and you know I made a decision that I probably shouldn't have I would be willing to stand and safely say that I have no problems with Mike I think he's a wonderful guy and I wish him all the best if you'd like to hear the first half of the conversation go check out his show Hack Thought and um, yeah man you'll hear us kind of go over a few things and, and work some shit out this is uh, after the fact. This is after we had spoken for about 45 minutes or so and just kind of hashed some shit out. So I think it turned out really well. And I'm happy to uh, to have him as a podcast friend in the squad, you know. Hmm. So that's old business. Let's talk about new business. Uh, oh, man. We, as in the, the po'boy delegation, are now involved... With the Hollywood Fantasy League Put on by the Wheelbarrow Full of Dicks Internet radio program If you'd like to go check out their program I would highly recommend it Basically it's a contest Where you pick movies and based on Their overall budget Or not budget, their overall box office And the critic rating You get uh, points and so on and so on You know it's like regular fantasy football But we're nerds and we don't play fantasy football Good times I'm in a betting mood, you know Kind of in the water. Our good friends over at the Married As Fuck podcast decided to do a tattoo bet over some UFC fight that's coming up—the uh, Nate Diaz and Dustin Poirier. They decided that uh, whoever loses will have to get a tattoo of the opposing fighter's uh, area code somewhere on their body. Now that's an interesting bet, and I guess it's something in the water that's got them all squirrely. Now in a casual conversation Randall and I were having uh, we got to talking about we got to talking we got to talking about the upcoming fight between Conor McGregor and Khabib Nurmagomedov. I made the statement you know Khabib is a bad motherfucker but Conor is next level there's one thing I've learned over this last couple of years with dealing with him it's don't bet against the dude because he's solid he slept Jose Aldo in about 15 seconds that's pretty crazy. Khabib is a bad motherfucker. I'll give you that. But he hasn't fought anybody like Conor before. So I really, truthfully, believe that Conor McGregor will be victorious. Well, Randall thinks otherwise. I said, Randall, you're crazy, man. I I would bet almost anything. But I'm not a betting man. <laughs> so he said, hey, why don't we uh maybe start a little something-something? Why don't we have a little podcast bet? I says that's a good idea, Randall. Let's try that. He says, "Well, what are the stakes going to be?" I said, "I don't know. Well, we'll figure something out." That was the last I heard. And then last night, I get a message from the Married as Fuck podcast, basically calling it calling me out, saying, "Hey, buddy, we're going to take Khabib Nurmagomedov." Which is funny because I I can say his name. You guys didn't even give him the the respect of, of saying his full name Khabib Nergamedov, uh versus Connor they take Khabib I'll take Connor the stakes will be as followed Randall suggested that the loser if it's me that he would read erotic porno to my dear sweet mother which that's that's crazy you know uh, live on the air uh, I don't even know what to say to that that's that's fucking diabolical and then he offered that uh, if I were to win which I'm going to uh, that I would be able to whisper sweet erotica pornography to his sister now Randall here's the thing there's nothing I would love more than to speak nasty thoughts to your sister just for the sheer absurdity of it and I'll be honest with you. That's a good bet. But here's the deal. If you're going to be reading that kind of stuff to my mother, uh, I want to be able to read that to your mother. That's the bet. Now, I understand you're a few years older than me, which rightfully so, your mother might be a few years older than mine. I understand that. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll take your bet. If I lose... You can read one scene of erotic pornography to my mother live on air. But if you lose, you have to read one scene of erotic pornography to your own sister live on air. Mmm. Now I understand. Maybe that sounds kind of gross. I'm not coming at it from a gross angle, sir. We're two grown gentlemen. And I believe that if there is no money up for grabs, then the best thing, the next best thing I could offer would be pure embarrassment. And me reading porno to your mother really isn't that embarrassing for me, you know, not really for you either. That's your mama. But I think you having to read to your sister would make for way better audio. So there it is, the smut challenge. Lay it all out. If you win, you get my mama. If I win, you get your sister. That's my bet, sir. Don't be fucking with the champ. It's gonna be crazy. I I really think it's gonna be over in probably two rounds, and that's gonna make me sad. That's if he even makes the fucking weight. Khabib Nurmagomedov, all you know, with all due respect. A better motherfucker than I could ever imagine to be. But it's just not a good weight for him, man. He has a hard time cutting to it. He almost died one of the last times. He had like renal shutdown. So, you know, if he doesn't make it to the fight, I don't know. I'm still taking Connor. He's just, he's the baddest. Sorry. I don't know what to tell you. So, there's that. The challenge has spoken. We have answered. And uh, we ain't scared. Motherfucker, bring that shit on. I got it. But we're going to get into it with Mike Fallick. You motherfuckers take it easy. And I'll catch you after the show.
0: You got love trouble, you got a bad woman you can't control, I got different thing, but... I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind There was something so pleasant about that place Even your emotions have an echo in so much space And when you're out there, without care, yeah I was out of
1: Oh, Good lord It's gonna be one of those days <laughs> uh, Hello everybody Welcome to the po'boys podcast um, I have a very interesting guest today uh, To be honest, I, I'm, I wasn't sure how this was gonna go And I think it actually worked out pretty
2: good My
1: guest, my former nemesis
2: <laughs> the
1: one and only Mike Fallick Mike, hello
2: Hi, can I make a dangerous confession before we start? Do it I have never had a po'boy sandwich Really? Yeah. Where, where are you uh, from? Where are you at? I live in Boston, but I'm a Jersey native. Oh. So, yeah, they don't really have uh, that kind of shit up there on the, the East Coast, you huh? go a little south. If you go, you got to go south. That's really what it is. It's the matter of availability on those ingredients. I think Philly is probably the closest up north you're really going to get with, uh, with, with po' boys and things like that. Hmm. Because it's mostly fish products usually, right? Uh, seafood. It is. And, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, it's... I know they make it with other stuff, but that's not really a... Have you... Uh, have you ever had a soft-shell crab, Mike? I have had a soft-shell crab. That I've had, which is the most bizarre experience I think any human can have. It's like something out of Willy Wonka. It's it's
1: <laughs> pretty ridiculous, and they make a po' boy sandwich. Uh, you get you have to go where you can get soft-shell crab, but it makes a great sandwich. If you ever happen to get one, just take it to go. Go home, get a baguette, maybe some uh, lettuce, tomato, uh,
2: a nice remoulade sauce. I and, will not uh, get lettuce on it. I no. don't care. I, I <laughs> lettuce is not for sandwiches. I've never understood it. They never stay on sandwiches. They it's I have a such a philosophical problem with lettuce is on
1: sandwiches. Oh no, I got to get into this cuz that's that's the thing. You know, I we had a nice long conversation and I, I know you now to be uh, an artist and an intellectual a phil- philosophical mm. person. An internet
2: uh madman. Apparently. Fucking (laughs) Gandalf over here. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. You have no idea how much of a compliment that is. (laughs) So I I am curious. You know, your show, Hack Thought, you get into
1: discussions about, you know, groupthink. When people all kind of just do things and don't really understand why we just do it that way. And I've had a few moments listening to the episodes I have with you and your co-host, Deepu. Nice guy. Yeah. Uh, where I've agreed with some of the shit you said, uh, and it's it's funny to me because I go, I never thought about it like that. He's absolutely right. That's that's pretty crazy. Uh, lettuce on sandwich could be one of those things. Like I,
2: I could take it or leave it. Well, here's the thing. Lettuce on sandwich for me started with lettuce underneath chicken fingers because chicken fingers are my go to food, and every single and this is really the this is really a hack thought because only one person has ever given me an answer not just a good answer an answer um, I would go and I would get chicken fingers and I would get underneath it lettuce and tomato and every single time I would be like why is this on the plate and you get a little bit like Gordon Ramsay in Kitchen Nightmares but it's like what does this have to do with the dish and they'd be like well its we just put it there I was like But I ordered chicken fingers. Did you think vegetables, (laughs) especially raw vegetables, was on my regimen at all? Don't you think I ordered it for opposite This is more of of a salad, really. (laughs) More of a salad, yeah. And not enough of a salad, because I'll put chicken in a salad, because it makes the salad less shitty. How much lettuce has been wasted over the years from just putting it underneath chicken fingers and just sitting there? And it's crazy. And only one person gave me an answer, and she said, "Because it comes with honey mustard, there are people that take it and make a honey mustard uh, salad on the side." And I said, "I don't believe you." And she said, "It does happen." I said, "When she was a waitress, I knew for a very long time." I, said, I still don't believe you, <laughs> but but it is it. Uh, but I thanked her because it was at least a logical answer that she knew about. It was, but how many over? And so then I started asking for it. I made sure to tell people don't put lettuce and tomato underneath it like it's a waste i don't want a salad so that's where the lettuce sandwich hate originated from
1: i think decorative foliage on a plate has been a thing for a long time and when i was a kid it was kale like you weren't supposed to eat that shit it just come on a plate with enchiladas and then you throw it off on your napkin <laughs> and move
2: on it's yeah parsley Parsley's another one just throw mm-hmm. it on there I mean, there's a there's a certain idea of presentation, but I would post this to you, Jody. Have you ever gotten chicken fingers with lettuce on the bottom, and you're like, "Oh, these were gross." Before you presented it with that lovely soggy, greased-up lettuce no. at the bottom. Oh yeah, I was gonna throw this. This is not. I'm not gonna take a picture of this on Instagram at all. But with that gross, grease-sodden lettuce. Ooh boy. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty ridiculous. They, there's
1: so many times that, that you come across things like that, especially with kitchen. You know, just yeah. I heard the other day uh, smoothies—they're terrible for you. Yeah, it's all well. Sugar, it's not right? that it's all sugar. It's when you when you chew shit up and your saliva mixes with the proteins and, and especially with fruit, which is what smoothies usually are. There's there's a, a chemical reaction that happens from your saliva that that starts a process. When that shit gets into your stomach, it's it's doing its own thing. But when you drink a smoothie, you're bypassing that whole process and you're just putting shit straight in your stomach. So you're not even getting the,
2: the full. You're not chewing. What if I what if I swish the smoothie? No, you got to swish it. I don't know. I think that you'd have to. Well, that would add saliva. I'd imagine that it's the deep throating of the smoothie that causes r- the issue. What if I swish maybe it you could swish it around. Get like a sip and do like a carnos- carnosaur and. <laughs> Like the, Yeah, like that yucca wine they make, if you ever heard about mm. that. It's like a thing. Forget who does it. People drink weird shit nowadays. Have you tried that kombucha stuff? No. Well, I, because here's why I don't drink kombucha. Um, my family members have drank it, and I looked it up. Um, uh, a, it was alcoholic at one time, and it had my interest for a bit when it had more alcohol, because it does naturally have a lot of alcohol. If you've ever looked up, uh, I think it's called kombucha mother. Whenever you have a... Um, Mold based uh, or fungus based? No, mold based. Mold based food like sourdough or something like that. Like, or, or um, it's not always mold. I don't know if sourdough works. To like, the mother culture, like the the, the starter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's absolutely disgusting with kombucha. It is fermented uh, tea. It looks like a pancake from a nightmare it looks like I was having a dream my mom was making me pancakes and then they turned to snot and it's it's the grossest thing in the universe I've only Um, which Mm. it's tea it's tea and alcohol it sounds like my thing but it's it takes both the things I love and makes them to
1: things I hate I'm gonna go tea and alcohol I'm more of an Arnold Palmer kind of guy maybe some vodka you know mix yeah
2: well you can add vodka to you, anything it says that on the back of the inch they have those little like <laughs> vodka recipe in- instruction <laughs> suggestions like have you tried our vodka in your coffee vodka recipes? with vodka, vodka isn't terrible why don't you try that <laughs> go ahead give it a shot try our fun christmas theme recipes oh that's a that's a good one you can put candy canes in any drink during uh, the holiday season so not... <laughs>
1: it's a shot of jack daniels with a peppermint in it merry christmas
2: Oh no, not brown! <laughs> you can't do brown. That ruins the whole. That looks like like it's evil Santa. Like because it's like it's like Christmas has gone nuclear. You know, you got to put it in a clear liquid.
1: <laughs> I've never been big on getting drunk for Christmas. That's that's another one of those things that's like. I imagine you don't like. Christmas, well, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan, to be honest with you. Maybe that's my problem. Uh, I'm a bit of yeah. a. I'm not a, a grinch. I'm just kind of like whatever, man. It's you know, let's get this shit over with and move move on. Let me get my couple of days off, and uh, maybe we'll get some snow. That's, that's all it is anymore. I got a kid now, so it gets a little better. But, uh, yeah. yeah, man, as an adult, people don't buy you shit. You just, it's, you know, you go home and you sit in your fucking apartment, and you eat pizza, and you watch TV,
2: and that's... What, what about the fact that everything has a costume? That like, a, like Pee-Wee's Playhouse, not only do people get costumes, but... Uh, uh, houses get costumes and lampposts get costumes and trees get costumes Does that not that we dress up like the, the town uh, as Okay. It were? Can
1: can we talk about something and I'm from being from the south where I'm from I'm going to offend some people with this but I'm going to I'm going to go ahead oh, and I say am. this Mike uh these laser pointer things that you put on your house <laughs> laser pointer lights okay so yeah. Great for pissing your cat off. Laser pointers. Wonderful. Been around for years. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, uh, you weren't supposed to put those anywhere near your face because, you know, they could make you go blind and stuff. And now uh, there are certain houses on this street they'll put three or four on one side. It's, um, number one, you're lazy. Okay, let's just talk about that. The the laser light show is like the K of text messages. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's <laughs> it's yeah. so the least you could do. I walked out to my front yard. I didn't even put the, my beer down. I just bent over and I shoved a shit in the ground and plug it up. And
2: Christmas, yeah. <laughs> but. but but if I think people have been, been getting credit for too long for the other lazy things which are just ridiculous, like those blow up things. Like I think that the laser pointer is the response to the blow up person. Because that is also lazy. You just chucked it out onto your lawn and you plugged look, it in. It. Like, but it somehow looks eccentric. You know? Like, hey look, it's a snowman.
1: It's it's fifteen feet tall. And we don't put any we put one small snowman by the, the
2: mailbox and a wreath on the door. And that's it. And then if it snows, you're golden. You really look like you invented something there. Oh yeah, well they got snow around the snowman. You, you dummy, done. See, but
1: uh, I don't know how you feel about Christmas lights and stuff. I know how you feel about fireworks. I heard
2: that recently. I don't, yeah, I don't like <laughs> fireworks. Uh, they are they are very boring. I'm a big fan of any of people doing like ridiculous stuff like that. So uh, whimsy is a big thing of mine, and people. Dressing things up like like that is a thing. I'm surprised nobody steals the laser pointers. Is my is always my thing about Christmas cheer and all
1: this. People things. are really protective here. Um, there's some some asshole kids. Uh, they used to shoot at them with BB guns and stuff
2: because they would <laughs> like they were robbing a vault. They had to shoot out. The yeah, lasers.
1: well, no, people
2: would show up like
1: with the inflatables. These asshole kids would just show up and go stab oh. them. So you do that like once or twice. <laughs> And uh that that's not going to fly anymore. those people will defend their their inflatables because shits are expensive
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I guess that would happen. that is here's the thing about about pranks like that. I would hate if it happened to me, but it is very funny because I, I like pranks that don't involve people somehow property pranks like uh, uh don't don't bother me as much. I'll tell you a hack thought that I have in terms of public space that you're talking about. Um, as an artist, this might surprise you. I don't care for graffiti. Um, I don't. I think that sometimes it's meant to make a political point, and I'll be willing to consider that. But I, if here's the point I would put to every graffiti person: uh, if you're in favor of graffiti, then you can't be mad if anyone ever paints on your house.
1: <laughs> it's it's a fair point. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's the treaty you've made with the world in saying you love right. graffiti, because of course not all graffiti is good. So, in defending graffiti, you know, you talk about censorship. I pr- respect people that defend graffiti because what they're saying is, you know, screw you. The world is everyone's. What a great point. Those people would be okay with you painting graffiti on their house um, because they believe in their non-censorship to its fullest. But the person is just like, oh, graffiti is so beautiful. Okay, yeah, And uh, I went to your bathroom. By the way, I wrote, uh, uh, Tommy's a dickhead, big <laughs> letters on your shower. Do you mind? It's graffiti. I'm expressing cool. myself. Uh, I thought you liked graffiti. I thought you liked it.
1: It's it's the free speech of graffiti. Uh, you're either for it against it. The the beautiful mural is equivalent to the dick and two balls on the the lot, the door right there. See it? It's not even straight. It's crooked. <laughs> it's bar- I barely finished. It's all ones. art. I just kind of. <laughs> it looks more like a. It looks <laughs> more like a three. Really, like it's not even ball shaped.
2: Well, that's what you tell people. We, it's for our child's birthday when he turned three. <laughs> we uh, we decided to celebrate, and that's the confetti shooting out the top of the three, and that's his grandma getting covered. In Happy the confetti. birthday! And that's Uncle Tom giving her a piggyback underneath her. It's a large mural of crude <laughs> fucking and, and then going, going and on. am I allowed y- to swear? Y- absolutely. And
1: then. and then the daughter was jerking off the dog at fucking the neighbor's maid. <laughs> have you ever done the aristocrats uh, I, my, I had a co-host that, that gave it a shot uh, early on but no not so much I think mine would be just
2: rambling nonsense so, yeah that's what it is it's mainly meant you're, you're, you're mainly supposed to do it to gross the other if you can't gross the other person out like you, you, you know it's it's a, it's a it's a worthwhile cause to try with people you know as a one on one thing with friends but it's it's it, tough. It's, an, it's a tough line. To that's focus. an interesting valve because,
1: like, I'm sure you have the same thing. If you've, if you've been Internet-bound as long as I have, uh, you've seen some things. You've heard some things, read some things.
2: <laughs> so it's like you have the world. I never oh, – I want to protest the last thing. I never read on the Internet, so
1: I've never read uh, it. So. so many horrible things in my head, and, and yours too, I'm sure, that if you wanted to open the valve and just start spitting shit out – It it just kind of bunches up, and you almost get that—that not stage fright, but you get that moment where it's like, "Come on, man, (laughs) you gotta. What do do you got? Shit goat?
2: Yeah, shit goat nipple fuck cock dick motherfucker. (laughs) Like it's 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 really weird. (laughs) It's like Hellraiser. You want to see what's inside the (laughs) box? You're trying to find. You want to know what true pain is, and so nothing phases you anymore. This is the crucible of the internet. That's what you're saying.
1: It's not bad. You scared me a little. I think I peed.
2: Cool. Yeah, I've been trying to use those voices a little bit more to to scare people. I love I love Christmas. I think it's a a, a ridiculous fun thing. Um, It's I I just don't I don't I don't see it as a as a family values thing. I just like I like the colors of it. I think it's crazy. I like that there's dwarves and stuff and gnomes and things. And it's it's like a crazy. It's like living in another world. Okay, so coming from your point of view with the, the whole group thought thing, okay. <laughs> uh,
1: Christmas cheer and spirit. Is that, in a sense, a, a good group thought?
2: Well, one of the things that's hard to explain to people is that before it got really s- screwed up, which there are a lot of people that use it the wrong way, prayer is one of the earliest forms of group thought with a positive intention of course over time many people used it for a negative right. one but um, that is and you see a lot of cults which use groupthink to use that for a negative and it's very sad and you see a lot of religions we don't call cults do, do the same thing and for the most part it ends up being uh, a, a negative now cheer as a good thing I am against I think it's bullshit to tell someone to be happy I don't. I think it's also bullshit to rain on someone else's parade. But uh, as a groupthink thing, you know, I stopped celebrating a lot of holidays. And why I like the Christmas, you know, season is because it's just a time of year. You know, whatever happens on Christmas happens. Like, that's not really why I like Christmas. I like it because of the outfits we put on houses. T- <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I just like all those things. Again, not about anyone's religion. It's the hilarious. It's just that lights, it's, it's pretty
1: costumes. It's pretty. It's, it's pretty aesthetically pretty and pleasing. And
2: ridiculous. Yeah, come to the come to the mall, and of course, we're going to have a magical creature at the mall. Like that's one of the fucking awesomest things that happens in the I'm, world is like we need a magical creature at the mall and everyone has to pretend it's real. I'm going to send you a crazy
1: video uh, after we get done uh, of a guy that lives down the street from my mother-in-law. I don't know what his deal is. It's just something he's done for years. But Mike, he lives in a suburban neighborhood, two-story walk-up house. You know what I'm saying? Uh mm-hmm. the front yard is probably thirty yards, like a football field, measure it out from goal line to goal line, sideline to sideline, about thirty yards. He crams every fucking light <laughs> that Mike, it's 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 inflatables. It's it's plastic snowmen from the seventies, it's it is ridiculous. The amount of stuff that this one man—nobody else on the street puts up Christmas lights. Why bother? Like, there's no point. People <laughs> charter because it's such people charter buses to come to this dude's house, and he dresses up like Santa Claus, and he does. He accepts donations to charity. I, I believe it's Children's Hospital or something. So at least it's. T- it's, t- it's I cannot imagine what his electric bill would be like. Cause from seven to ten thirty every night, <laughs> from Thanksgiving to Christmas Eve, that shit is on. Oh my God. There are music boxes. There, dude, I'm I'm excited. <laughs> I'm gonna send the
2: shit to you after the fact. Uh, If I told you, here's the thing though, this is why I love it as a, and oh, the group thing thing is like, don't ever tell me to be fucking happy on a day. Don't tell anyone to be fucking happy on a day that it's an occasion and you have to be happy. That's that's bullshit. If you're gonna ruin times because you're upset, yeah, then don't fucking show up. Stay at home, okay? But, you know, the, if I had told you, let me try to explain it this way choose any other. Magical creature. You can even choose a saint if you want to believe that Saint Nicholas had these magical gift-giving powers Choose any creature that has magical powers, which a saint would have whether you believe it's true or not. If I told you Yeah, I go around once a year and Without breaking character pretend to be Saint Francis And if kids come up to me and ask me to bless their birds or their garden, I absolutely do it, and don't tell anyone that I'm not St. Francis while I'm doing it. You'd be like, "You're right. insane! Uh, <laughs> this is crazy! <laughs> you need to go to a hospital, or or we're simply not friends." And you know how weird this is. Okay, even cosplayers break character; <laughs> they don't go around all day as Goku. So,
1: <laughs> so your real so your character- real distrust is of mall Santas. Is that that what we're talking about here?
2: It's not <laughs> distrust. It's that there is an accepted groupthink of the insanity of it. That it's like, that's okay to do for all these people, even though it is by far the weirdest thing that happens on planet This is a
1: little strange. Your kid it, could it, see probably
2: five Santas in one day if you planned it right. The, the, I mean, forget about the idea that it's an illusion for a second. And just think about the fact that we all know, as a rule, that you're not supposed that you're supposed to pretend it's the real Santa Claus (laughs) that's a fact that's that's a group thing thing that's floating around in your head that if you see your friend Paul or Mary being Santa Claus that you're supposed to say Uh, hello. don't be an asshole it's Santa Claus (laughs) yeah you know to do that that's why I'm obsessed with the season just and then of course they have elves if there's someone else with them El- yeah, they have elves and reindeer and, and things like that. Of course, they do these things. Of course, they would have these magical powers. That's so weird, <laughs> <laughs> and I I love it because. Elves. Of that. But you know, that that groupthink thing of the it's holiday cheer. Fuck off. If I'm unhappy, through I can go to a water park and be unhappy. <laughs> you know. It's okay.
1: It's it's interesting. When you pose those kind of questions about how you just don't think about why do we do that, you know, and one that you said recently that really kind of sparked me <laughs> was uh, uh, burying bodies. I don't like. I, I believe whenever you know it's my time and I die, and then just fucking burn my shit up and and put it somewhere. I don't know. Put it in, on the nightstand. Put it in a hole in the backyard. I don't care. I'm not. I'm fucking dead. I don't do whatever. I don't understand the idea of taking a body that can't decompose because now you've you've crammed all this other shit in there, and then it has to be encased in concrete. You were literally taking up space
2: and and resources to put, you know, whack. I'll bu- I'll blow your mind even more about it. Um, we don't just take up space. We ruin. Uh, Because something people discovered is um, you cannot just bury bodies in the ground. Because if you have a patch of land that you dig a hole in every day, it actually becomes quite soft. And so early cemeteries would frequently flood and bodies would be exhumed from the ground and float out into the street. So now they build foundations uh, underneath cemeteries. If you've ever noticed, there's usually like a brick wall or something around a cemetery, unless it's a, you know, family cemetery. Or a gate, right? And
1: you're, you know, That's you're, the put up
2: a gate. Yeah, that gate is, is is usually along the wall of it, and is, as far as I understand it, a part of a sort of irrigation system to make sure the land doesn't flood uh, and the bodies go out into the street. So it's not, I, I think that sometimes when people think about that one, They think, oh, why are we even doing all those things that you listed? It goes way beyond that. Burping caskets is another thing. Like, we now have to design caskets to uh, burp, which is because when your body decomposes, it lets off gas. And tombs used to explode uh, because they would bury bunches of bodies in there. And over time, if there was like a famine or something, the tombs would literally just blow up from gas being in there. So now we build burping to, 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 to stop it. (laughs) It goes. <laughs> it's nuts. I've chosen to embrace my mortality by demanding, like, I have a will written in which there are pharaoh-like uh, instructions for my body, under the auspice that I will come back to life and use my <laughs> zombie body. <laughs> I've gone the other way in order to deal with that emotionally. I want to be armed with ceremonial swords and uh, uh, helmets and things like that, and and, and incantations, so that when I come back, I am ready to be the baddest ass zombie because it's either for me I never live in the middle that's how I think of these things is the middle fascinates me because I'm always like well either just go one way or the other like it's it's don't be half ridiculous if we're all supposed to preserve our bodies we should have we should start building temples again but minus a lot of the slavery all of the slavery no. can't have that anymore that's against the rules Mike no no slavery bad but giant but oh yeah I don't want slaves at all, ever. It's repugnant to think of. Giant uh, triangle thing with my body in it that's cursed with all my pets and stuff I love. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I want that. Like, or I want to be hucked off a Right, just be done with it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> body bags was one I listed that really bothered me on the show. Right. Right, because. That, that, uh, we talked about burying stuff, but body bags is just. What? A bag to go to the box? Are you fucking kidding? What's wrong with the bag then? What are we doing with the bags? What is the point of that? Why is why is the bag? It's like it's like when if you ever order takeout more than three days in a row, you're like, this is such a waste. Look at this guy got in his car or her car to come to me to bring me this food in the food. This case of the f- oh,
1: it is yeah, yeah <laughs> it is, it's pretty nuts. The the bags are interesting. I wonder who makes the bags. There could be a uh, a conflict of interest. You know, I, I understand that's
2: that's an interesting situation. Uh, oh, maybe maybe that maybe that somebody has a vested interest in making sure we keep using body bags. was uh, like a racket. I said, hey hey, why don't we
1: use these bags? Because I said so, and I happen to make the bags. Word.
2: What if it was like it was like the the first draft at uh, the ziplocs, you know those plastic companies got money and everything. You know that's big oil. If it's ever made out of plastic, that's oil. So what if they were like, all right, look, we tried to make a ziploc bag. Somebody wrote feet instead of inches. <laughs> this, thing's, <laughs> this thing's massive. All right, you're gonna we're gonna keep making them. The town can't lose money. We're big oil here. You're gonna put, start putting dead bodies in them. You what? Yeah, no dead bodies. We're gonna we're gonna you're gonna use them for for dead bodies, but it's. It's going in the ground. We don't need a bag. We already have boxes. You're going to use the bags. Right.
1: You need the bags.
2: I think. You need the bags. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely need them. This is when I want to know a coroner, not for the rest of my life because it would creep me out. But oh, this is those. Do you know any? I know a guy that used to be a mortician,
1: like a funeral director guy. He would know why the bag is. I can ask him.
2: I'll I'll definitely ask him, and I'll let you know. Well, that's a. But again, Ooh. sorry. One of the things that 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 is fucked up about groupthink, to, to before you speak, there is that he might have a reason. This is one of those things that where people actually get like upset at me. I was like, your reason is just simply that you're not. So he might have a reason, and it's so entrenched in him that it might take him years to be like, yeah, but wait, why are we doing right.
1: bags? P- but he he would know the answer, at least what he's been
2: told or what has been right. Yeah, I'll get that. He'll definitely have an answers. Homework. But, and then somebody might even agree with him. You know, when you're in a group like that, that it's practical. People start to agree with each other. And you're like, okay, yeah, you're agreeing with each other. But I knew you'd agree with each other. That's why I called it groupthink. <laughs> like, I knew you would think differently than me. Hence, I addressed it in calling it groupthink. That you, and they'll list that as evidence that everyone does it. And do you just want to be cool because everyone's doing it? Would you jump off a bridge? Which is something people actually do. Which is why I'm convinced anyone bungee jumps It's because their mother yelled that at them once. You're probably
1: right. I've never wanted to do that ever. That's I don't care. I don't understand bungee jumping. I don't understand kilts or man buns.
0: Right.
2: There had, there had to have been somebody. Do you, have, do you have enough? Do you have enough hair? Uh, no. no, 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 don't grow that kind of hair. It, it, yeah, me neither. Mm. So I, I I've never been able to make the choice if I want a man bun or not. It just looks
1: silly unless you're a samurai, you know what I'm saying, or a chef. I'll give it if. You- but maybe
2: they think they are a samurai. Hi. Hey. Hey. Maybe that maybe but maybe that's what it is. that they, they, they think they are a samurai. I mean I've been at that point. I've studied martial arts. I've been there. <laughs> I've been. I'm 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 one man bun away from just going out and punching trees in the woods all the time and believing I I do have a top knot. <laughs> You know, I'm there. If it's a role play thing, uh, again, if it's really crazy, I'm into. I'll it. say this: if it's not, have you ever yeah. done LARP? You ever LARPed? Um, I've never LARPed. I have done some competitive fencing. Oh wow! Uh, which is I lo- like Larping, but I don't have to pretend I'm a wizard. I do. I I will point out as someone who does stop motion i do consider myself to be a wizard the homunculi manipulation the creating life in clay men is one of the oldest description of wizards going back to the the jewish story of the golem uh it's a very old uh wizard power and so as a stop motion person i genuinely believe i am a wizard you are
1: a wizard you told me earlier about your your evil powers that's why we need to yeah, we need I to be that. friends. I don't want to be your enemy, Mike. I really don't, cuz that sounded terrible.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was it's scary. Right? <laughs> it's
1: it's it's crazy because it doesn't take much these days to get that kind of shit rolling and it's man. I so Yeah. Wait a minute. Stop motion. Wait a minute. Wizard?
0: Mm.
2: Wizard. I had I had a train I thought. Uh we were mm. talking about before Bun- not liking bungee jumping top knots uh, uh, fencing larping that's what it was LARPing.
1: fencing larping um
2: number one fencing
1: awesome that's i've always said that that'd be one of the coolest hobbies to learn and my wife is dead set on letting our our son learn how to do it i don't know if there's any fencing classes say, it's, in it's not only
2: great for your son but it can be for for kids it's it can sometimes be an expensive sport but it's not you know like at the same time you can get a lot of the stuff used um And I'll say this, too. It is a sport. Why I call it one of the true martial arts is, like Tai Chi, um, it ages really well on practitioners. I never had my ass kicked by more people over the age of 55 than when I fenced. Because it's all in wrists. It's all in timing. And you're not, unlike boxing, you're not allowed to attack after the attack. So... Essentially, if you're good at fencing and you you know behave gentlemanly, you can't get your ass kicked by a sixty-year-old woman, because it it knows no sex; it only knows martial positioning. So, if your kid gets into it, you guys should get into it too, husband and wife. Like, it's a fun sport to take up at any. I don't they
1: have fencing in Arkansas. I'm gonna have to look into that. Maybe there's a chapter.
2: Oh, you got it everywhere. I hope so. There's always somebody who thinks they're a knight of the realm. There's always somebody <laughs> who thinks they're a samurai master living in every corner of the earth. Let, let's know? be honest. That's a pretty handy hobby to have because at the end of the day, you know how to sword fight. Kinda. That's, Kinda. that's pretty cool. <laughs> I can get down to that. It, it, definitely, it definitely is. It, technically, you know how to sword fight. I don't know how well you do in an actual uh, sword fight. But you do technically know it. You to just sword. wave
1: your wrists around and, and block the sword. You've got to have good hand-eye coordination or you might lose a limb.
2: Yeah. And to show you how, how close I am to LARPing and things like that, I wanted to at one point, except for sort of lack of, of organization around it, do what is called um, something, Hema is one of them, um, where they use actual uh, broadswords and uh, you, you—it's like more of real sword fighting, like with armor and stuff, and or just okay. Yeah, yeah, I think I've seen that before, where you
1: dress up in in literal suits of armor and you get out there and you do your thing.
2: And it's more like a boxing match in that there isn't like point scoring; it's more about the evaluation of how you fight. <laughs> and I really wanted to do it.
1: It's not bad. Um, I've said before I've got a I've got a big backyard, Mike. I I could turn it into. The best larp field they get out there with some some nerf swords and just start whacking
2: motherfuckers and throwing magic spells and drop kicking people. You have a kid. I, I assume you stop at the in the toy section the, the nerf sword section. So I have to be real careful because apparently in
1: this day and age, Mike, you're not supposed to teach kids how to be hyper aggressive and stuff like that. so a sword fight at two might not be the best thing yet,
2: but I'm, I'm working on it. Well, either way, ditch the kid next time you go to the store and, f- <laughs> and find the. I'm so ser- I'm so, ser- so serious. I'm about it. find the nerf swords and Oh my, there is nothing more sad. First of all, they're awesome. They don't just make swords. They make like maces and broadswords and like staffs and it's and like a double-sided, uh, uh, like Darth Maul, like blades it's, it's rad. <laughs> it's it's possibly the coolest toy out there. Almost as cool as Nerf guns themselves. It's making me very happy right now. Shit, what toy store can I go to? <laughs> toys R Us is gone now. Where do we go to get toys? Yeah uh, every everything's at Walmart and Target. That's all. It's all in there. You could
1: probably get a battle axe through Amazon, right?
2: Yeah, but that's but that's not what I'm saying, dude. You gotta have the. You have remember in the Matrix when he's got when he's like guns, lots of them, and they go and they show. That's the sensation you need is like going there and like just a whole aisle of those Nerf swords and and you know feeling like the beginning of an RPG game and like choose your weapon class. I feel I feel like <laughs> there are people right
1: now that are paying good money to go and get out of places. It's a thing that's happening right now. Escape rooms and you go and spend time to. Ah, let me figure out the, the thing if you could get a warehouse space and line it with pads like those big block motherfuckers they put under basketball goals you know what I'm saying Yeah, yeah just make yeah. a big ass American gladiator style open space and like you say you have just bins and baskets and racks of, of nerf swords and fucking bazooka guns and shit and you charge a, a fair Premium price to let people go in there and just kick and scratch and beat the shit out of each other for say twenty minutes. Twenty minutes would be too much. 10, <laughs> ten minutes.
2: <laughs> that's, a, that's like an amateur so saying ten man. minutes cool. and, and you're <laughs>
1: out. And you charge maybe forty, fifty dollars for
2: that. Get in there, man. Oh, I would love that. If I were to build an escape room, I would say it right now. It would be. A it would there would be no like traps like that it would just be Zelda and you'd go in the first room and there would be a bunch of enemies and you have to beat them to get to the next room and the only way to get there is to beat the crap out of them and you say well who would sign up to do that only people that believe they could beat the crap out of anyone that comes in there with a (laughs) knife you know (laughs) it's it's as real as that thing locked in the dungeon Uh, it, it, it would just by default be real no kids no kid is showing up there with zits being like welcome Welcome to Hyladria. No. I am the warlock. You must defeat my stave. You know, it would all be guys like, I'm going to over here
1: at all. I don't like this anymore.
2: <laughs> I'm going to get you. Yeah, you shouldn't leave. You know, the, you get the biggest guy you can find. The biggest guy, biggest girl you can find you just stand in the first room and get most people to just leave just from being scared. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit.
1: Oh. Man, I hate to... Uh, to start to close it down i, I would like yeah but i know man it's it, we talked for a long time on your show i thought it was going to be 10 minutes mike what the fuck <laughs> i
2: know i know the setup got me going i said I'm, I'm in it already let's let's keep going but you know what i'd love to come back Ab- absolutely. I would absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. Love to
1: I, i've got to, i have got to get you again because i'm sure we could sit here and ramble for fucking hours uh Oh yeah, I gotta check great. Deepu out too. Uh, I like comics. That's another thing. I I try to interview a bunch, so you know anybody. Uh,
2: yeah, he's he's a good comic. You should you should have him. It takes it takes a it takes a, a heap to wrangle him, but you've got the number one Depu wrangler in the world right here. So I can I can make that. I'm gonna happen.
1: be 100 percent honest. That was all part of the plan. I really just wanted to speak to deep all
2: the time. <laughs> just want Deepu. Well, I'm happy. You know, that makes me happy to work with a guy that people are willing to use me to get <laughs> to him. You know, that's that I, I'm serious. You know, that's that's part of working in this business. Someone's like, well, you, they're just trying to get to your writing partners. Like, OK, fine. <laughs> At the end of the day. Sure. Go Had ahead. It. Yeah. Get to him. I want people to get to Wonderful.
1: him. Mike, give out your plugs. At least I know you don't do a lot of plugs. Just tell some. No, you know, I'll sing, sing my
2: song. If you like the internet, you like jokes. If you like the internet, you'll like Mike. If you like the internet, you'll like me, star anus.com, S T A R A N U S dot com. That's a real address, it's not born. You can go there and find all my stuff. I own that URL. Uh,
1: it's been a pleasure. Sorry that uh that I said that shit to you. And
2: uh <laughs> Hey like I said, I'm the one guy on the internet that's not going to get upset and is actually going to find out why these things are happening. Well, I'm so happy we get to hang out and do this. This was a real pleasure. A lot It was of fun. cool.
1: Just you keep your fucking wizard shit. Keep it pointed at other people. <laughs> I'll let you know.
2: Yeah, now you're on, now you're on my right. side. You've got the wizard weapon against I like others.
1: it. Walk softly and carry a big stick. That's the plan.
2: Stave. It's a staff. It's a crystal right. staff.
1: <laughs> carry a crystal staff. Have a good one, Mike. Well, there you go. My conversation with Mike Fallick. Be sure to check out his show, Hack Thought. Uh, Him and his co-host, Deepu. They get into all kinds of uh, discussions about... You know, things that we do for no fucking reason. Shit that is just the way we do things. You don't really think to question it. He's got a lot of other stuff. Mike is a very interesting person. And uh, I definitely appreciate... Uh, him being a person that I've come in contact with. Um, You know, if if I've said anything in the past against him, which I really don't think I've said much uh, to my knowledge. So I don't feel terrible. But I don't ever want to put bad vibes out there. I've got another episode coming up with another person, the only other person that for some reason has ever just not, you know, been... It just got awkward, got a little sideways, and we ended up not doing it. So we're going to rectify that. And we're just trying to be better people, man. That's the point. I can appreciate that. I'm a grown man, and I can admit when I'm wrong, and I was wrong about Mike Fowley. He's a good fucking dude. But there's one thing I'm not wrong about, and that's the fact that Randall Fowler is going down like a motherfucker. You hear me. I know you're still here, you big motherfucker (laughs) how dare you try to insult the good name of Conor McGregor besmirch son of a bitch it will not be tolerated and in another month or two when the shit goes down I'm going to personally have a wonderful feeling inside listening to you cringe as you read pornography to your own sister you motherfucker but anyway, uh, find the show, like, subscribe, leave a review if you like, uh, tell your friends, tell your mama, tell your friends, mama, about the show. You can go to com, pick up some swag if you like. We got hats and shirts and, and dog tags and aprons and coffee cups and beer mugs and all kinds of shit. So be sure to go check that out. Also, dot spunklube.com get some slippery on your dick maybe guys I appreciate it appreciate every single one of you you motherfuckers give me a reason to keep doing this even if it's one of you so just know I love you and you have a wonderful week go to twitter you can follow the show at poboypod at jodyb501 and that's it You motherfuckers have a good weekend.
0: Yeah.